Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Wim Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors. Losing streak hits five games. Uh, they drop 126 to 110 against the Golden State Warriors. You know, I, I think because they've been losing so much, you got to look for some of the silver linings, some of the positives. Uh, and when you're looking at some of the more recent games, you're looking at it like, well, you know, they were they were quite close. You know, things are going in the right direction. Scotty's playing better. Fred's playing better. And it was like maybe, you know, eventually they're going to get out of it. This felt like a step backwards. There was there was no excuse for this one. There's no real silver lining in this one. Um, the Raptors just got beat. Like defensively, you know, you might have looked at it like, well, the Warriors coming into this game were 2-14 and 14 on the road. You know, we've heard about the Raptors being bad on the road. The Warriors came into this game with literally less road wins than the Raptors. And the Warriors got the news that Steph was going to be out for like a month. So they didn't have Steph. They're two and fourteen coming in, and the Raptors just didn't have the intensity to 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 play at that level. I mean, maybe they're just not good enough to play at that level. For even without Steph, the Finals MVP, one of the best players of all time, uh, maybe they're just not at the same level to play with what Golden State has left over to offer. Because what they had left over was quite a lot. The way I was watching them, you know, it's clear that obviously they have a system that they want to play. Uh, you know, there's unselfishness in the, in the way they want to move the ball. There's purpose to their offense, you know. Um, obviously, guys got kind of hot, especially because Draymond hit three threes right off the bat, but there's leadership from your top guys. Um, you know, very rarely did you feel like they were forcing it. They had, uh, you know, defensive talent. They can surround the paint. Draymond was awesome on both ends. He was the best player on the floor tonight. Jordan Poole was the best player offensively on the floor tonight, just completely tore the Raptors apart for career-high 43. Um, you know, you might have worried about Clay. Well, Clay had a pedestrian game, honestly. I didn't even notice Clay too much. But what you did see a lot was Kavon Looney going to the basket and, and getting offensive rebounds and tip-outs and Dante DiVincenzo giving a, a huge effort defensively while also keeping the ball moving or even just like, you know, split screens and, and, and guys getting to the bucket for wide open shots or wide open threes and I mean it's the Warriors you don't really need me to tell you about it right I mean with or without Steph like they looked like the Warriors they ran the Warriors sets they moved the ball beautifully you know they played defense at a very high level that's also another huge trait of that team and they came in they took care of business meanwhile the Raptors I don't know what trait of the Raptors are supposed to be displaying um you know it, it's just not competitive at the moment um their their defense just over the last i don't know uh, just let's say, let's just say the since, since the start of the the month right since december 1st and this is uh from from raptors dan um who had the pleasure of meeting uh earlier in the week so sh- shouts to raptors dan but um he, he posted the Rap- Toronto raptors since december 1st right defensive rating 115.6 which is 24th in the league contested shots per game they're, they're at least contesting a lot at 47.4. That's number seven. But opposing opponents' points in the paint, 48.3. That's number 13. Defensive rebounding rate, number 30th. There's just a lot of bad signs overall with the Raptors' defense. You know, when you look at their previous games against the Sacramento, you know, like or even against Orlando, some of those games they played well enough offensively to win it, but there's just not enough cohesiveness defensively. And, you know, you look at it, the game tonight, the Warriors at no point did they ever slow down, right? It, it was just an onslaught the whole way through. 
and you know i'll give them i'll give the raptors some credit like slack in the sense that the warriors are harder to guard than most teams because they play very differently than other teams right you know it, it can be a bit of a bit of an adjustment especially if you haven't played them before especially if you're a young a player coming in and you're used to sort of like you know what you see mostly in the nba nowadays which is high pick and roll with a ball handler that you might necessarily have to to trap or something and then you might have to rotate if you do trap and all that other stuff like but most nba offenses look like that the warriors are obviously very unique right there's a lot of draymond's in the post and he's looking to pass the guys are cutting and curling and all that other stuff but you know what even if you don't have great experience in game playing that um you would just hope over the course of the game you wouldn't make the same mistakes over and over again. And that's exactly what I saw happening. Um, you know, I, I think for the Raptors, they just they couldn't get a grip on the game defensively. And, you know, what, what the Warriors would do is they would dribble a handoff. They would get, you know, one of their shooters coming to the ball. The Raptors, you know, at the start of the game, were really bad at getting out to the shooter. And so maybe either that was miscommunication or or what, but they just weren't making the effort or even just the, 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 you know, the cohesiveness to get out to the three point shooters. And so, you know, uh, when you looked at the results, the Warriors had eight threes in the first quarter. That's what really got them in the hole early. Now, some of that you might say, well, come on, you, you would leave Draymond open for three and he was knocking those down. What can you really do? Okay. I get that. Like, I, I really do get that. Right. And it's not like he was making threes the rest of the game. He literally made his first three and then, and then missed the rest of the way. But I, I think the other thing to me is just like the, the lack of, um, you, you just you just have to really be in tune with each other to sort of guard the Warriors, and the Raptors just didn't really show that. Like it was really disappointing, whether it was on ball or off ball, not getting to the shooters. And then eventually, when they did get to the shooters, the Raptors were really slow in rotations behind because you know they would jump out two guys on the on the on the shooter, and the shooter would just throw the little pocket pass, and uh, the guy who was setting the screen or or initiating the triple handoff at the start would just slip to the basket, catch the ball on the roll and either dunk or go for an open layup, or he would make the next pass. And then the Raptors were just like scrambling from there. And, and, and that was the whole game. Like at, at no point did it look like the Raptors had the cohesiveness to try to, you know, do something. And offensively, I thought the Raptors actually opened the game quite well, you know, through the first five, six minutes, I thought the Raptors actually moved the ball decently, you know, uh, Scotty, you know, it gets into the post, finds Pascal on a cut, Pascal gets fouled. Pascal's in the post, Scotty cuts, Pascal finds him, Scotty with an up fake, Euro step in the lane for a layup. Beautiful stuff. You know, Pascal knocks down two threes when Draymond's guarding him and going under screens. Exactly what you want to see, right? Uh, you know, Pascal finds Scotty, roll finish, you know, uh, you know, for a layup over Kavon Looney. Like, the, I thought the ball movement actually was looking pretty decent. You know, Fred Van Vliet pulled three. Uh, after, you know, the Warriors dropped. Uh, that was a mistake by the Warriors. But, you know, Fred Lee attacks that coverage and, and knocks down a pull-up three. And I'm thinking, well, this is good stuff, right? I mean, look, I, I want to see the Raptors defend better, but that's pretty good offensive execution from the Raptors at the start of the game. We're talking about, like, the first five, six minutes. They had, like, 20 points. And then, of course, the Raptors go in their signature funk, their, their, their drought, okay? So they, they really struggled to score another bucket for, like, the next five, six minutes. The Warriors going to a zone really did hurt the Raptors, which you could have seen coming, A, because the Warriors do go to zone quite a bit, and B, because the Raptors do struggle against the zone pretty consistently, especially because, like, 
it just seems like if, if you can't establish Pascal and Scotty in the post or establish them in the paint at some point, um, and, and, you know, the Raptors offense just kind of goes, uh, they just kind of lose their direction in a way they, they lose their, uh, their effectiveness, their purpose, you know, um, and and that's what the zone does a really good job of. It, it sort of starts to make you play instead of north south, which is how the Raptors are, are at their best. You know, it, it forces you to sort of play more of that east west game, and you're rotating the ball around. And so the Raptors go on their funk. The Warriors continue to hit every shot. And look, some of it was pretty good shot making. There's no doubt. Like I'm not saying that every single one of these shots were good. Like even in the second quarter when the Raptors were trying to climb out of this, you know, this, this deficit and trying to make a push of their own, you had guys like. You know, uh, you know Anthony Lamb coming off that Warriors bench and knocking down a, a three right as the buzzer expired. Dante DiVincenzo drove uh, against Malachi right as the clock expired and threw up something and it fell in. Like there, there were a couple of those shots that also happened, right? But at the same time, you know, it, it, they just kept making plays. And for the Raptors, you just kind of felt like you know what, no matter what they do offensively, even if they do find it and get some sort of rhythm, and it wasn't like the Raptors were were that bad offensively outside of that that stretch but you you just kind of felt like look unless they figure out their defense this game is going to be headed for a loss and that's exactly what happened you know and you didn't really see a lot of adjustments or changes in the second half um in terms of from the 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 players in terms of their execution it's not like the raptors guarded in a different way um i'm sure if you do break down the film or break down the schemes you could see the intention of switching up defensive coverages uh, which obviously is something that Nick's always going to try with his roster. But listen, the players got to actually go out there and execute it. And when you looked at the effect on the court, there was nothing, none of that. You know, I think one thing that the Warriors do so well is use those screens. You do wonder if the Raptors going to switch to more of those actions instead of trying to sort of communicate and chase over the top and then have the guy like linger in the right position and with for the help while also not bleeding. Uh, the cut back door and, and the rotations, a lot of stuff. Like it feels like it would have been a little bit easier if everyone just kind of switched everything. However, you do, you know, I, I do understand. Obviously, the Raptors didn't have a roster tonight that was a switch everything roster, right? First off, you have Christian Coloco in the starting group, and he, you know you're just not going to switch him out on an island against a lot of the Warriors perimeter guys. You know that's just not a good idea, right? Of course, you have smaller guards as well. Fred VanVleet and Malachi Flynn play prominently, right? Uh, wow, Flynn actually played more than Fred. 37 minutes for Flynn, 35 for Fred. So you have small guards. That's going to be an issue for the other t- side, where you know if you, they get switched on a. Raymond, they got switched on the Looney. Like there is a size mis- uh, mismatch there, and not just in terms of like, because the Warriors are smart. They're not just like, oh, Fred's got Draymond on him. Let's go post up Draymond, clear out, and let him attack. No, it, it's it's stuff like, okay, Fred's got you know guarding Draymond. You know, we'll, we'll get a dribble handoff. Uh, we'll we'll get a shot up, and you know, depending on how the, the Raptors want to play it, Draymond slips back door. It's a little harder for Fred to sort of contain that, or you know a guard is trying to box out Looney and the shot goes up. Looney attacks the offensive glass and climbs over the back and, and, and gets that. Like there's a lot of ways to attack mismatches and, you know, the Warriors were able to do that, but you do wonder if the Raptors were able to switch a little bit more, um, how the, that would have um, impacted the rhythm uh, and the way the Warriors were able to, to, to uh, you know, operate tonight. But yeah, I, I don't know. The, it just felt like two very, very different classes of teams at the end of the day. And it was an uphill battle that, doesn't leave you too enthusiastic, you know? I mean, the fact that the Raptors have been struggling of late is, is no secret. Um, even if you do, if you want to just say this is a five-game losing streak, I don't know. To me, it's I'm thinking back to the two games 
Um, the Raptors won, which was Orlando coming in here, and they took care of business against them. And then the Lakers team that had no LeBron and AD, like it, those wins don't even really leave you feeling that great, right? What you think about too is like, okay, what about the games before that? It was real concerning when they lost to New Orleans in that fashion, and then they lost to Brooklyn in that fashion, and you know. The overall impression is just that the, the 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 Raptors just don't have that next level to get to, or they're not able to access it at this moment. I mean, look, you you can say what you want about the injuries. I don't think they're insignificant, right? I think the Raptors' defense falling off a cliff with OG um, out of the lineup since Orlando. I mean, that's not a surprise to me, right? I think that has downstream effects as well because, you know, normally. If, for example, in that Brooklyn game, you would have had OG guarding KD, but instead it was Pascal guarding KD, right? What does that take out of Pascal offensive or defensively? And what does that leave him with, um, you know, on the offensive end where he also has to be the number one guy? You know, um, there's a question to be asked there. You know, obviously no Gary in the group, you know, that, that bench scoring, how is that going to come for you? Actually, the Raptors bench scored decently tonight, mostly because of the, um, Malachi coming off that bench. Malachi has been decently effective. So I think he's going to continue to get chances. In fact, Nick Nurse actually started Malachi in the, the second half. Uh, so it, it's been quite the week for Malachi going from DMPs to uh, now suddenly he's starting in the second half at least and playing 37 minutes. I mean, <laughs> you just never know what to expect with, with, uh, with, with the Raptors these days. Like you're, you're really just seeing them throw stuff at the wall right now. Um, and yeah, of course, you don't have Otto on Precious who will be rotations players for you, but... I mean, the fact of the matter is, you got you got Pascal, you got Scotty, you got Fred. Like those are supposed to be your top three, and on the numbers, they all play decently, right? Twenty two for Fred, seventeen for Scotty, twenty seven for Pascal. Like, okay, like they played well enough for you, but I, I don't know if I, I I don't know if that's a sign of, of anything else, right? Because when you really look at it. The, the Raptors should be more competitive than this. Like, there's no way that the Raptors should have been losing this whole time in a game against the Warriors. Where, and again, you got to give the Warriors credit. They came out with purpose. They came out with intent. Draymond really set the tone. Jordan Poole was awesome. The rest of their supporting players knew their roles. You know, their defense was good. You know, Steve Kerr made some pretty good adjustments, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like, the Raptors are are healthy enough to to put up a better fight than this. And the fact that they're not is a sign of bigger issues. Like you, you, it's not a surprise that you hear all these reports about, you know, the rival teams are circling the Raptors. They, you know, everyone can see this, you know, everyone knew what the expectations were coming out of the, uh, out of last season. You know, they win 48 games, you know, they, they, they pushed the Sixers. Okay. They, they lost some of those games pretty badly, including game six, game one and game two. But, you know, there were some really competitive moments in that series against a team that was really, really good. So, you know, could the Raptors take that next step? And they got young guys, and you kind of expect that they, you know, they can do that. And and they and they go to, uh, you know, Rico Hines in the summer, and all, and they had a training camp in Vegas, and they had you know early training camp in Toronto, and you know they go out west to Victoria, and it's like you know, okay, there's a lot of excitement building for this team. You know, it's like okay, the East got better, but to be honest, like we expect a lot of internal growth from the Raptors. And now, constantly, we're thinking about, can we even get back to last year's level, right? So a lot of the things are just like, let's look at where they were last season at this time. We can't look at that kind of stuff. we got to look at what the facts are in front of us right now. The Raptors aren't defending. Um, they consistently, even though their offense is, 
it's it's playable. Like if they had a really strong defense, uh, I think the Raptors offensively can keep them competitive. It's not like they lose games specifically because of their offense, but you do know that with the Raptors offense, there is going to be like at least one or two five minute droughts in every game where they don't score a bucket for like five minutes, you know, and that is a big problem. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, and, and, you could try to win all the extra margins. You know, you you come into this game and you think, okay, if we get on the offensive glass, if we if we win the turnover battle, and the Raptors did all that, by the way, they they got eighteen offensive rebounds to twelve for for the Warriors, right? They they won the turnover battle seventeen to twelve. They forced the Warriors into seventeen turnovers. That's a high turnover team anyway. Um, you know, if you if you get on the fast break, which the Raptors weren't really able to do that much, partially because a lot of the Warriors turnovers are dead ball turnovers. Because you know they they're a team that actually passes the ball around, and so um, sometimes that that leads to to passes out of bounds. You know, there's one in play which was actually kind of funny where Draymond had an open layup and he kind of flipped it around immediately and threw a pass to Nick Nurse. There was nobody in that corner, Raptors or Warriors, and he's just threw it right to Nick Nurse. But you know, okay, you, you've won the possession battle, you've won uh, the you, you got a ton of putbacks, right? Every basket for Chris Boucher tonight was a putback dunk. Um, you know, you, you try to run out on the fast break as much as possible. I think the Raptors might have lost the fast break uh, battle tonight just because the Warriors got so many easy chances. But, like, I, I think when you really look at it, like, you, you just – you got to be better at just, like, the actual 5-on-5 five five game, right? At some point, your 5-on-5 five five defense needs to be more cohesive than what they have shown you of late where they haven't been able to stop Brooklyn. They haven't been able to stop, you know, Sacramento. They, they haven't been able to stop Golden State. Um and and your half court offense has to be better too. Like you know, I, I'm I'm watching this game and I'm thinking for a long stretch of it, it seemed like Pascal was struggling. Now I'm, I'm looking at the final stats and they say 27 points, five rebounds, six assists, with only one turnover. So clearly he didn't struggle. So maybe that's just my expectations are really high. But you know, I feel like that same um, calm and sort of command that he held over the defense where at the start of the season they give pascal the ball at the top of the floor in that mid-range area and he'd go into his dribble moves and he would go to those fadeaway jumpers or he would go to the pull-up jumpers he just looks so smooth in that in that setting where he's able to dribble pass and go all the way to the basket you know and and now i'm looking at it it's a lot more back to the basket it's a lot more like charging into a crowd you know there's a there's a key stretch there where you know you know pascal drove uh and 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 Draymond ate a charge now it was a bit of a questionable charge but whatever man Draymond's a really good defender and it was bang bang like if you want to call it a charge fine so Pascal drives into a charge um you know I think this was at the end of the second quarter so you know, Pascal drives Draymond eats the charge the Warriors go the other way they get a quick three off the Raptors can't get the defensive rebound they tip it out to Clay in the corner who's able to shoot uh, a three and make it so instead of getting the rebound you've now just lost three points and then pascal gets the ball the other way tries to push again drives and he had draymond on him and kavon looney was waiting at the basket so he just clearly gets blocked uh there was no option to pass there was no real intent or even thought towards passing so he gets blocked and then uh you know the warriors go the other way there's like three seconds left they swing it to tie jerome and Wancho closes out hard on him for some reason, and Ty Jerome's able to draw a foul with, like, less a second left to go. And this is all before half. And listen, like, the game was already, the Raptors were already down double digits at that point, so, you know, it's not saying that that broke the Raptors or anything. It's 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 a small sequence, but I, I think there was just so many of those types of sequences over the course of the game that really made you shake your head. 
you know, and, and that's where you, I think just the five on five kind of like offense or defense just isn't great. Like half court wise, it, it's a mess. Like the only times you really feel great about the Raptors is when they force a turnover and they get on the fast break uh, or if they're like really, really crashing offensive glass. And even today, like the fact that they had 18 offensive rebounds, there was one play where the Raptors missed like four shots on the same possession, you know, like the Raptors miss, then Boucher tips it out. Then Malachi misses, then Boucher tips it out, then Malachi misses again, and then they reset it to someone else, and, and he misses a jumper, and it's just like, what is what is the like what is the process here? Right? Like, are there not more shot makers on the Raptors? Are there not more playmakers on the Raptors? And more importantly, you know, when you think about the defensive end, I think there is lots of defensive talent here, but they're not being able to play cohesively, which, you know, to be honest, like, isn't that on the coaching staff? At least to get that defensive effort, I think on the offensive end, I blame I blame that more on the the front office in terms of just like you know you you do have to put more of a priority in terms of bringing in more offensive creators, um, more of a differential in skill set because the Raptors have a lot of overlapping skill set that you know mostly are guys who can who who just try to finish like for example like okay the fact that the Raptors are playing Christian Coloco nineteen minutes even though he can't really like finish a layup or or, or dunk the ball or can't, even just like consistently catch and be a threat um you know that I, I get that that that's that that's the front office thing or the Raptors lacking shooting although tonight they actually hit thirteen threes for thirty nine percent which is like a miracle for them um but like generally speaking, they lack three-point shooting. I, I blame that uh, on the front office or, you know, or they, they don't have a lot of guys who can, uh, you know, dribble penetrate on the team. You know, you, you do wonder, okay, well, is, is is that not something the front office could have uh, addressed? But at the same time, defensively, the one thing you can't say anything about the front office is like, okay, no matter what, we've, we've stocked this team with defenders, okay? Even if guys go down, OG goes down, one of the best defenders in the league, you should be good because we still have a lot of defenders, okay? Precious goes down, one of the Raptors' most underrated defenders. You should still be good because guess what? All we do is just stack this roster with defenders. And then you look at the result and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's not like the – like, I'm sure the Warriors are going to be laughing at some of the tape. Just watching how the Raptors were scrambling around, with their, you know, like chickens with their cut, heads cut off, right? So that that to me is on coaching, right? And yeah, I mean, look, the easiest thing to do right now would be to point fingers at everybody, and I think that there's going to be a productive conversation we had around all of that. To be honest, the front office needs to be looking really heavily at just over the next month or so, depending on how this thing goes. We've seen the Raptors pivot away before, right? We've seen the Raptors pivot into a tank before. Right. And, and this is real early for that. Like we're talking about, you know, it's not even Christmas yet. But, you know, if, if the way the things are going right now and, and how much competition there is in the Eastern Conference this year, you might have to actually think in that fashion. That's why the front office has it gets paid all this money is to make these kind of difficult decisions. But, um, you know, until then, it, it's it's sink or swim because. To be honest, it's not like you can just get a trade out of, out of nothing. Like I think a lot of these teams right now, when you look across the league, when there's so much parity, what that tells you is like a lot of teams are not necessarily trying to make a decision one way or the other. They're trying to see how it goes. So, you know, even if you're thinking of trying to make a trade to sort of, you know, uh, spring them back to life, that's not necessarily so easy when so much of the league is uh, is in that sort of wait and see mode because there's so much uh, congestion around 500. But the Raptors are, you know, that team that were in that middle of the, the league pack, and now they're really sliding back. I mean, yeah, there are teams that came into the season with the intention to tank like Indiana, and they're not even playing well off late. They slid, you know, 
a lot, but you know, <laughs> like the Raptors are below them, you know, and, and they lost to them as well. So yeah, you, you got to make some decisions here. Um, but right now it's not, it's not pretty. Hopefully they can, uh, I, the thing is like, I, I want to be a little bit positive at least and say, you know, here, there are some things that they can build off of, but I felt like they were building off of it more in terms of, you know, they did decent things against Sacramento. They did decent things against uh, Brooklyn and, and those games were, you know, even though they were painful because they came down to last possession losses or whatever, but you know, ultimately you can kind of live with it in the sense that okay, they they played hard. You know, make one or two more plays here and there, you can get it. In this game, it just felt like a complete step backwards. So maybe we'll see a response, maybe not. But the Raptors are going back out on the road again before Christmas, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's told you this, but the schedule is really tough right now. Um, you know, I think I heard Thad Young say at practice that the Raptors literally might not get another win the rest of the year if, if they don't turn it around. And as, as, as much as that sounds like, wow, that, that sounds really dark. It's, it's also kind of true, right? Like the competition is getting harder and the Raptors play is getting even more inconsistent. So I don't know. I mean, can they handle Philly on the road at this current moment? I, I, you gotta, you you gotta say that that's, that's not looking uh, anything like something that would favor the Raptors, but, you know, they're still getting decent performances out of Pascal. Fred's, you know, turning around. He played better tonight. Scotty was involved. I think maybe more of the, you know, you want to see more in terms of rebounding or even, you know, the assists. But he didn't really get the ball as much. You know, I honestly would have preferred to see a little bit more of Scotty hand uh, or attacking in this one. Um, you got to go back through the tape and, and, and really look at where the shots were going elsewhere. Uh, Malachi is sort of waking up for you. So, you know, you do have some signs of positivity, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, you, you look at the starting lineup, you know, Wancho gives you three points in 23 minutes. Christian gives you three points in 19 minutes. You know, defensively, I mean, look, Wancho competed. Christian competed. But, you know, I wouldn't say that they were making a, a big effort um, to change the game defensively in terms of that effect. And, you know, you, you got to keep looking. Uh, but, uh, you know, at, at the same time, you, you do see Nick Nurse sh- shuffling the deck in this game, right? You've seen, like, strange things out of him tonight. Like, you saw three-point guard lineups with Fred, Malachi, Delano, with Chris Boucher, and Christian Coloco at the five. Like, that that lineup is very much just like a throw it at the wall and see what happens. Because the Raptors are supposed to be, you know... The, the Vision 6-9 lineup, there's nobody in that lineup that's even kind of 6-line, like, I guess Boucher, but, like, they literally went to a lineup in, in the, I think this was the third quarter, too, so it wasn't like the Raptors were completely throwing the towel at that point, but if if that's if that's the, the the group you're going to, and you don't even have a single one of your big wings out there, like, what what are you really saying, right? So you're, you're really just trying to search for answers, but, yeah, aren't we all, you know, this is, uh, it's been a tough season. Um, there is still time to turn it around. I know that's not something that people want to hear right now, but it is possible for them to turn it around. But they got to start doing it quickly. Uh, and, and most importantly, they got to start finding some kind of consistency on defense. Like, this is supposed to be a defensive club. The Raptors should not be giving up 120 every single night. Like, it's like it's it, like it's nothing, really. Like, it should be difficult to score on the Raptors. We've seen this group of players defend at a high level. And right now, it is, Yeah. It's tough. So uh, to recap, um, the the three stars tonight, I mean, I'll give Pascal the first star, 27 points, five rebounds, six assists. I I just think that some of the baskets, you do hope that he was able to, like, for example, stop that first quarter drought. 
I mean, to be fair, he was the guy who was scoring a lot at the start of the quarter, so it's not like he wasn't productive in the first, but you would have wanted to see him score a couple of times in in that drought just to sort of snap it a little bit earlier, you know, get the Raptors set going back in defense the other way. Although I don't know what that really would have done. They were pretty bad half-court defensively as well. Um, and it just felt like maybe through the course of the game, you didn't feel him as much. But then again, I think, you know, the production is is kind of inarguable here. And and for him too, it's just like he's got to beat Draymond off the dribble, who's like quite possibly the best defender in the league, and then beat help, and then beat another help defender. Like the life is hard for Pascal, so I, I'm going to give him credit for the fact that he had 27, five, and six. Uh, I'm going to give the second star to. I mean, I think Fred played better offensively than than. Then, then Scotty, but also I felt like at the same time, Fred was also not great defensively in this one, which was kind of odd to watch. Uh, he started on clay and clay was actually kind of quiet. So it wasn't really an issue there, but, um, a, a lot of the times it felt like, you know, uh, pool was able to get past them or other guys were able to get past them. I guess I'll give him the second star. 22 points, four rebounds, eight assists to steal. He was good offensively. He was good offensively. It's good. Nice to see the pull up three come back a little bit as well. Uh, four ten from three is pretty much what he should be averaging. Um, obviously, he's a bit below that on the season, but his three point shot is coming back a little bit. Last two games uh, with with four three, so that's decent. And then your third star, uh, kind of want to give it to Malachi. You know, um, I think Scotty has a, a consideration for it here too. But Malachi got sixteen points, six rebounds, including four offensive. I don't remember him getting four offensive rebounds, but good for him. Uh, two assists, a steal. 37 minutes, he's making his way up. I mean, at least, at the very, very least, Malachi is showing you that he can do something, right? And you know what? We'll see, because we have seen with Nick that even if you do show a little bit of promise here or there, um, your minutes can also still then evaporate, right? Like, we saw Delano have 27 against Detroit, and then, you know, since then, you barely see him, you know? So, obviously, there were some injuries and all that other stuff involved in there, but... Still, you know, there's no guarantee, but it's been nice seeing Malachi more involved the last three games. You know, he's confident he's coming in, doing his thing. They're playing two poor guard lineups. I don't mind it. The thing is, that does hurt you defensively, though. Like, there is a real cost of that defensively. But listen, um, Raptors have problems on both sides of the ball. So uh, at least Malachi is giving you something offensively, which is good. Gerald Henderson, award winner. Um, Yeah, I I don't even know. Honestly, like everybody on the Warriors, this is what happens when you play a really nice team system. Like everybody looks like a threat. Like Dante DiVincenzo had five points in the whole game. I thought, oh my God, he's he, he's really doing good things, making extra passes, making aggressive cuts, you know, all this other stuff. But yeah, he had five points and six assists, you know. So uh, who am I going to give the Gerald Henderson award? <sighs> Honestly, probably Jordan Poole. I mean, like the fact that he had 43, like that, that, I mean, yeah, big game for Jordan in in, uh, in Clay's absence. Obviously, he's a very, very quality player. Just literally just signed a max extension, all that kind of stuff. Won, won the championship, you know, second leading scorer. But, yeah, he was awesome. So uh, that does it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, please continue to rate, review, subscribe. Um, I'll be back on the show on Monday, I hope. I don't know. Health permitting, really. Everything's a TBD. But, uh Yeah, right now, the Raptors have a lot of issues, and uh, I guess we'll have lots of time to talk about them. So thanks, everyone, for listening once again, and uh, yeah, tune back in tomorrow.